Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. George, I did it! <laughs> you sure did. We watched Rocky 2 tonight. And you know what? I love you. Aw. I, I love you. I love you more. I love you. It's a lot of love. I love you. It's a lot of love. Just a, just a warning, guys. I took a shot every time Adrian said I love you. Oh, no. So mm. I'm pretty drunk right You're now. Probably pretty drunk. Yeah. You're yeah. very well vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> also, every freeze frame. Freeze frame, <laughs> take a shot. What about Smash just... Zoom? S- Smash Zoom, I b- would be in the hospital. Wait, what was the freeze frames? Oh, you didn't notice? Like It was like Mary Tyler Moore show every 10 minutes? No. Freeze frame. Well, that's... Uh, that's the your 80s. Dire- that's your director trying shit. All right. First time director, I think. Oh, yeah? I think so. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Hey, George. Uh, we haven't yep. done a Hey, George in a while. Hey, George. Uh, did hey, you Dan. catch who the director of this movie was? Nope. The director of Rocky II, the movie you just watched, nay, mm-hmm. half an hour ago. Yeah. <sighs> well, it, it was written by Sylvester Stallone. You've heard of that guy, I think? He, yeah, I'm familiar with his work, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he wrote... You know, the last movie. Uh, yeah, the, the first one, right? Well, he also wrote this you, one. Okay. Now, the director of this movie is someone you've probably heard of. Okay. His name is Sylvester Stallone. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of brazen to direct the movie that he wrote when he was still just like a one-hit wonder at this point. I mean... Is this around the Rambo time? Uh, uh, first Blood? This was Can't 79. Remember. First Blood's not till like 80 or 81. 81, okay. So Rocky 82, 3 was around 82, excuse that. me. So yeah, okay. Rocky 3 and First Blood come out yeah. the same year. Right. Actually, it's it's pretty good. He did a good job. I don't know if it's his first time directing, but I think it is. He won okay. an Oscar for writing the first one, so I think he just kind of wanted to... As he should have. Take full creative uh, license in this one. And he did write and direct three and four as well. Really? This was his second movie after Paradise Alley. Oh, okay. Yeah, nobody saw that. <laughs> so. I mean, all things considered, I mean, he's, I mean, it's a pretty good movie for a first-time director. Well, and that's the thing. We needed to like, front load your expectations with this, but we didn't want to tell you before the movie. Now, granted, gotcha, the movie would have gotcha. told you pretty early on what with its credits but we know you don't read the credits and so i didn't read them thought we should probably point that out well the credits were very chock full of local information (laughs) so were they he might have been doing what i was doing just kind of watching because it was the drive from the arena to the hospital so they're driving over 95 they're driving past the shipyard they're driving past all these philly locations Mm -hmm. and i was just looking yeah you know he's on exactly he's on broad street you can see independence or you can see city hall Mm -hmm. there's a lot of traffic on broad street yeah and then i was getting excited because they were going to pennsylvania hospital which is where my four children were born yep Mm -hmm. so i was like oh there they are it's a good it's a good ass hospital it is a good ass it's, hospital. It might be like the best ass hospital in our country. Great proctology unit. Is that what I'm getting from this? <laughs> mm-hmm. I know they have a good delivery unit. I don't know about proctology. I haven't been there for that. A lot of assholes in Philly, though. So just saying. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it's yeah, true. I've been to that emergency entrance with my wife. So initial Ooh. impressions, George, uh, with that little bit of information about the mm-hmm. director of the movie. How do you feel coming out of Rocky 2 versus how you came out of Rocky? Uh, not the same. Like, not the uh, same more triumphant? Or not the same, like, eh? Uh, not as triumphant. What, but he won mm. this time. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's I don't know. No, I like the first one. There you go. Mm. I'm going like to gonna have to peel the onion on this one a little bit, I think. Yeah. Well, I... I... This movie has a different theme than the first one. Like, the first one is go the distance, you know, do your best, Mm -hmm. and, you know, even though you lost, you won, right? Mm -hmm. This is more about, and this is, being 46, this kind of hits hard. I watched it 
last night in a different light than I ever have. Like, I used to watch it nostalgically and be like, oh, you know, fast forward through a bunch of the crap, the I love mm-hmm. yous and all that stuff, and get to... I love you, Rock. <laughs> but I they had you. to establish, again, same thing with the first movie where you're like, it's really awkward. They wanted to establish how solid they become and what's at stake. Because in the end, it's a story about midlife crisis. It's a story about uh, a guy who has no self-worth, has no, has, you know, uh, mm-hmm. has no purpose. Like, it's all those things that when you hit your 30s and 40s and 50s, you constantly doubt yourself. You doubt where you're at. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Uh, I'm never going to attain where I want to be. I'm always going to be living paycheck to paycheck. Like, all those things that he went through in this movie hits pretty hard when I watch it. Because not only does Adrian remind me a lot of my wife, but the, mm. the, the things that he goes through is pretty close to my life. Obviously not the fighting. Right. But, you know, the, the, or the ups brain damage. and downs. Well, I have a little bit of that. Well, okay. I have an old, older brother. But, uh, you know, just <laughs> loss of job at, at right when your child is born. Like, that, that happened to me. Yep. Uh, you know, your wife bring home money and you're a stay-at-home dad kind of thing. And he wasn't a stay-at-home dad, but he felt like he needed to earn, he needed to provide. Yeah. And she's just like, just let me do it. And that scene in that basement where she goes upstairs, that, that when he starts punching the bag. Yeah, it's scenes like that <clears throat> that make me think... He's a pretty good director. Yeah, and like, the Mick, the Mick scene in the in the chapel, he has a lot of little moments in that scene too. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's when you know an actor is directing the the movie or the play because you're getting not so much nuance, but you're getting performance. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. There's a lot of hokiness. And like I, the, I watched the first half hour about three days ago, and I texted Dan, and I said. Maybe we don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, no. Nah, Stay the no, course. Uh, yeah, he's like, Stay. He's like, I'm curious to see the director, blah, blah, blah. But I watched that first half hour and I'm like, yeah, Oh, can I just say the, the first five minutes of this movie is the most epic first five minutes of any movie? It's pretty. Because it's from the last movie. <laughs> from the, yeah. Right <laughs> off the bat, it's, it's good. It's, are you it's talking the, about the fight or after the fight? No, no, no. Yeah, it's the fight. It's, yeah. It's good. It's the the first five minutes of this movie is the last five minutes oh, of the, the first movie, one, right. which, is then, very, which is epic. Well, then you get to the hospital. The it's hospital. Like oh, my God. I just have to say, I've never seen Rocky II before, but I, I kind of knew right. what was going to... Because, I mean, they have he has to win, right? Spoiler alert. Yes. He has to win, because they wouldn't make the movie if he didn't. But uh, Apollo Creed should be mentioned it should be rocky to the saga of apollo creed because if he's not oh, in this movie awesome. i don't think this movie is successful dude no. dude's energy carries the movie for a lot of this movie if that character doesn't exist you don't get five movies out of this oh my gosh because he's he, to me he's the movie that's why the creed movies have done so well because there's so much meat there to play around with with his whole family not just him but uh yeah it, that's why I said, like, it's it's a necessary sequel. It might not. They they both stand alone. You don't need the second one because the first one is perfect ish. But the second one kind of, I think, tells a different story with the same characters. So it's kind of like, I don't know. Like when I watch the Indiana Jones movies, I can watch all three of them together, or I can watch them mm-hmm. individually. They're all pretty good movies by themselves, but it's a good adventure with the same characters throughout. They're different movies, different stories, good things, bad things. We but might return to this theme soon. What theme? Like the trilogies? The that... standalone movies that also just happen to be related to each other as sequels. Right, right. So I look at the Rocky movies that same way. I would never compare two to, to one, and I would never compare three to two. Like to me, they they're kind of like Jason movies. They have every, they have something in each of them that make them unique, mm. and something in each of them that make them special to the watcher, whether it's nostalgia or you know how it makes you feel or whatever. And but the ca- characters are consistent. 
all yeah. the way through. They so are. yeah. So you can watch the story, and if you feel like watching three, you watch three. If you feel like watching one, you watch one. It depends on how you want to feel. Like this movie, there's a lot of really great moments. Kind of like when we were watching uh, Porky's, and I said the movie has moments, but yeah, as a movie collectively, it's not right. But there are moments. With this, there's a lot of moments. Some of them are nostalgic. Some of them are well acted. Some of them are corny. Even the, some of the corny scenes, like the the, the <laughs> proposal in the zoo. Ugh. Oh my god, he took her to the zoo, guys. I know, dude. <laughs> I wrote that down. Like he took her to the zoo. <laughs> but it's it it, be, it became epic. And it's it's one of those things where locals can go to the Philadelphia Zoo, stand outside the the tiger cage, and yell, "I wouldn't mind if you, you know, would you mind marrying me too much?" Like they can kind of do, <laughs> they can they can do that, <laughs> and it becomes. You mind marrying me too much? He's a cartoon character, uh. and I think the first half hour is purposely done that way to show you what a child would do with a lot of money. Yeah, it did have he, a, a blank check feel. Yeah, he's a child. He's not a fully developed man. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's almost like whenever you watch NFL players blow their entire load in a year and you're like, dude, slow down. Yeah. Because you might be done in two years. Yeah, smart ones don't do that. Right. Um, well, yeah. he's not smart. I, uh, he's all heart. He's not brain. He's all heart. And that's I think that's why he... Is endearing, and that's why he's frustrating. Mm. And you know, I know from coaching sports, you have kids growing up. Some of them do not think they do not have a brain in their body. Yeah, they're all heart, and you know that kid is going to be every play, hundred ten percent. You know, right next to you, waiting to go in. Like that, that kid might not be too smart because he, yeah. he'll run through a wall for you. But he's all heart. And I think that's what Rocky is. I mean, Adrian's the brains of that operation. Okay. I felt like this was kind of like a uh, like a choose-your-own-adventure movie. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's the same movie, but if you want Rocky to win, you pick option number two. <laughs> and if you want Rocky to lose, you pick option number one. Right? Um... I don't think Rocky winning is is good. I don't I don't I don't prefer it. Right. Like at all. No, I um, understand. I do appreciate though. But they handle it. If, yeah. if you continue if you yeah. continue the saga, which we don't know on the show, but if you want the rest of the DVDs to watch them on your own time, and then if you sure, sure. have enough to say about them, maybe we can do a bonus episode sure. or whatever. Yeah. But they um, they cover what you're about what you're thinking about. They cover his rise and yeah, you know, fall or whatever. Um I felt like the uh you know, I liked the continuity in all the characters. Um you know that you know the next logical step for him and Adrian were to or was would be to get married and uh, have a child and all of that and I didn't realize that Rocky was so young. Um they mentioned his age and it was like 30 something. Mm. Um, might have even might have even been thirty. Looks a lot older than that. Thought he was a lot older than that. Everybody um, looked older in the seventies. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, and now he looks younger in his seventies. So that's weird. This is true. But yeah, handling all of that and like I and I understand what it's like to be, you know, to have like all this crap going on, and he's supposed to be training for this match, and like his just head's not in it. Right. Totally understand. Like, and it was acted well, and it was written well, but I just, I don't, I just don't prefer this this plot as much, right, as the first one. I kind of felt like with when Rocky was uh, spending all of his money. I don't know. I kind of, I felt insulted again. You know why? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they were laying it on pretty thick. It's like I get it. He's spending all of his money. I get it. And he's but gonna it, wear this stupid tiger jacket the whole movie. I get it. <laughs> like, you know, he got it at the zoo. <laughs> hey, what's funny is you're like you're you did the same thing with the other movie. Your hangout was the hat. 
It's like <laughs> it's not. No, that's not my hangout. It's like it's like saying, wardrobe but like thing. you know, he goes and he it's buys like a car. Godfather's good, but what's up with what's up no, with Brando's no, jaw? No, but like the way, the, <laughs> but the way it was like you can subtly do those things. You can subtly do them, like you know. You watched Rocky One, right? Yeah. What about Rocky Balboa is subtle? Nothing. Nothing. But, but the way they handle the ending in Rocky Balboa, in, in, in the original is very, Rocky, is, very is good. so well very handled. Subtle. Where yes. is that execution with the other plot devices? It's true. But then it would be uh, like I a 45-minute movie because it would all just be like, oh, hint, hint, hint. Think, okay, cool. Yeah. Think about it, guys. Like, Rocky goes and buys a car, right? And Adrian's like, do you, you don't really need a car. And he's like, Hey, yeah, I do. I I need a car. He's like, oh, okay. And then like, Rocky goes and buys. Uh, he was literally driving his brand new car and like stops in the middle of the road. See these things in the window? Let's buy these things. Right. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And they buy those things. It's like, how many watches do we want to get? It's like, yo, how many times do we have to watch Rocky buy something to know he's throwing away all of his money? Yeah, but I think like. I get it. There's it's, two it's ways. Like, it's to, an insult. No, I like, know what you're saying, but don't, be, ins- me don't be insulted because there's two ways to do it. Okay. There's one way to do it where you show the accumulation of shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is, has been done and will be done after this movie. You know, look at all my shit. But you don't get, you don't get the Rocky from that. You don't get this, this childlike stupidity and almost innocence yeah i don't tell time too good but i'll take one but that's why it's written that way like yeah it's it's you're being browbeated that he's going through his money but they're showing you kind of character development in a way because they're showing you the whole time you're going well these two are perfect for each other i hope they don't fuck it up i hope they don't ruin it i hope Mm -hmm. she doesn't mess it up or he doesn't mess it up but in the end oh it's not gonna be her (laughs) well i mean it, it her telling him they can't be rocky anymore could be her like that's something that happens in a marriage when a woman tells her husband yeah everything that's a everything i loved about you everything that's about you everything you're about can't do it anymore yeah now that we're married you can't be an instagram model anymore even though that's how you met me and that's where your income comes from exactly so it's like clothes back on honey (laughs) they can't they can't they they can't i'm your only fan now wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) So, uh, to me, it's necessary to watch him do that because they want to show you, yeah, he's blowing his money, but they also want to do some character development between them two. They want to, sh- you, they want to show you her, her, even though she's a mousy wallflower, she is in control of him in, per se. I mean, she's, yeah. he, her judgment is, is uh, valued by him. So, they have to show her going against his decisions. And one of them is a house, and that's important, because then, you know, there's a there's a lot of... I know what you're saying. Yeah, they're they're saying, oh, the same thing over and over again, but they're... Same thing with the doing the commercial. Like, that. Mm-hmm. that's a kind of unnecessary scene, but necessary. Because it shows you he's thinking, because he even says it when he buys the car, well, you know, I'm doing commercials now. Then they want to show you how unequipped he is to do what he says, what what he needs to do to keep himself right afloat. So, mm-hmm. a lot of guys are like that. They're like, "Oh yeah, no, nah, don't worry about it. Give me the give me the checkbook. I'll I'll do it." I wonder if a more seasoned yeah, Stallone, you know, if this was his fifth movie, I wonder if he would have chunked out about five minutes or more of the commercial bit, and then consolidated the buying of stuff to be like. Rocky poorly drives a car you haven't seen before to a place and puts down a down payment on a house. Right. You know, just to consolidate a little bit. Because some of that is just, you know, first-timer redundancy, you know. Nobody has told you yet, oh, you don't have to browbeat us. We get it. Right. Right. But, you know, it also kind of reminded me of that part in RoboCop 2 where they unnecessarily show you all the failing RoboCop 2 programs, which George hasn't seen yet, but that's a... My favorite part of the movie, and it's completely unnecessary. It's just there for me, the fan, to laugh at. But speaking of RoboCop, well, I saw the first RoboCop, and I can tell you that a lot of what was in the first one was unnecessary. Watch your mouth. I get it. Did you see the guy from RoboCop in this movie? Uh, no. 
when he signs the body cast of the guy, signs his head. Yeah. That's Toxic Waste Guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. What's-His-Butt from ER that loses the arm. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. For ER. <laughs> so when I saw wow. him, I was like, oh, wow, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you sign my head? Hey, can you sign my head? That was pretty funny. <laughs> and also, like, really corny. But I was like, nah. But I to like go it. back to what you're saying about the, the brow beating, I think... Adrian and it wasn't, Rocky. It wasn't just that either. Like I have other issues as well, but I don't think those two characters were the two characters that were being fully m- meshed out in this movie. I think Creed and Mick were the two characters that were really being paid attention to. They were the ones with the arc. Yeah. Let's talk about Mick. Because another one of my problems was Mick was totally predictable. Okay. It's this. It's the exact same. And and I get it. Like when you have a sequel, there's things that people liked about the first one that you want to, you know, you want to relive the glory of. Right. In the second one as well, you know, like you know, he's running through, you know, Italian town. You know, he's running Italian up market, the yeah. yeah. He's running up the the art museum steps. Only this time, there's like a whole school bus worth of kids behind him. Mm-hmm. You know. It's the same but different, you know. The remix. It has, to, yeah. It's yeah. It's the remix. It's the trope, the montage trope that right, becomes, exactly, uh, a staple to a Stallone. But movie. Mick doesn't. Does he not have the exact same character arc? Like the exact same. I don't know. How many times is Mick gonna give up on Rocky, and then? Un-give up I think on it's Rocky. mutual. I think they give up on each other a bunch of times, and it's for different reasons. Like Mick gives up because in the first one he gives up because he doesn't think that Rocky's worthy of his time. But that's the reason why he gave but up. This, this one time. is not. No, he's he thinks that Rocky is not focused. He literally says, "I don't have that much more time. I can't mess with losers right. like you." Right, but it's not the same reason. It's, it kind yeah, of is. This one, he's... No, no, no. It kind of is. Only the, in the first one, he didn't have a, a super match coming up. And in this one, he does have a super match coming up. No, because the first and, one is about his wasted potential. He's not doing and, his and, job. And, and he quits again. Mick quits again because he feels he's wasting potential. Again. Not potential. He's wasting Mick's time. It's two different things. It's the same character uh, delivery. And it's both, actually. Uh, George, it's not a distortion. It's an overdrive. Right. <laughs> Either way, it's clipping for our guitar. It's clipping. Okay, for so the guitar fans. Gu- guitar you know drums. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. See, the, uh, when the sound wave, you know, like the yeah. up and down sine wave, when it gets deformed at the top or the bottom because you've amplified it too much, right. um, it's, it clips that part of the, the right. wave off. And in an overdrive, it does that asymmetrically, generally. And in a distortion, it does it symmetrically and like basically like square. Gotcha. But they're both clipping. Both gotcha. doing the same thing. What he's saying is like there's very little difference. I know what he's saying. Okay, good. Even if the method of getting there is slightly different. Right. The outcome is the same. So the Rocky ah. doll takes a beating. I thought that was pretty good. That might have been my favorite. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Favorite part of the first half of the movie was, was just good. like, oh, yeah, this doll, you can do anything to it. It takes a huge beating. <laughs> and the look on beating. his face is just like, all right. <laughs> I think that thing actually came out. I think you could buy the Rocky doll back in the 80s. Oh, I hope it was like the Hulk Hogan plushy one that everybody uh, had before. I was <laughs> I was too young no. for that. but It had a like, plastic face, I remember. Hey, yo. I I... Hey, yo. It'll make you smell mainly. But then the the director, I mean, I get it, right? Like, I think we all get it by the end of the director's run. But, like, does that guy know that Rocky's job is to punch men in the head? Because he doesn't act like a guy who realizes who he's talking to. And I realize, you know, there's some of that is like, oh, you know, I'm not afraid of you because you're whatever. I I don't know. That director was a bit much for me. Calm down, director. Yeah, he was a terrible director. But I get it, right? Like, I get (laughs) what we're going for. He, of he, the commercials. He gave you the uh, the feels that you were supposed to feel. You were supposed to feel like he was being uh, irrational and an asshole. I so had a good... Well played. 
For up until the final fight of this movie, if Apollo Creed wasn't on screen doing something awesome, I kept thinking the whole time, this is a great movie for somebody else. But like the feelings it's giving me, the feelings it's succeeding at transmitting to me, just aren't feelings that I go for when I want to sit down and watch a movie. Like it was the awkwardness of the first one, but like ratcheted up. And then it was a lot of like, I mean, did I just, did I forget within a week's time, was Rocky like super religious in the first one or is that new? That's new. Because he's like super religious. Oh, he's Italian. Well, yeah, but he was Italian in the last one. <laughs> I mean, so saying, was, so was uh, Don Corleone. <laughs> and he was super religious. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I don't know. Religious. There was just some new <laughs> stuff. Right. It was like the new stuff they added, the baby stuff. I mean, I the baby was cute. Baby was cute. But here's the thing. As soon as she gets pregnant, I'm like, okay, either that baby's going to die, she's going to die, or they're going to use it as some kind of plot device for his growth. Like, there's well, no way that baby is going to be the outcome. The baby's just going to be the device. To get me an outcome. But isn't that why? He didn't even look at his baby. He said he wanted wife, to wait for her. Until his wife woke up. But see, th- that comment Who fed is the baby? Really Who fed the baby? The nurses. Um, when you have your third child, you'll realize that you don't have to keep the baby in your room. Uh, they'll take care of that child the whole time you're there. <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to see them, you don't have to see them. You just got to name them before you leave. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You really don't even have to name them before you leave. Yeah. Um, the what Dan just said is funny because everything's a plot device. Every single thing in the script is a plot device. Can you name your baby baby number three or baby well, number four? Yeah, it's free yeah. country, man. You can do what you want, yeah. I mean, somebody named their child Apple, so. But, yeah, the baby is supposed to make you think, okay, something, something bad's going to happen. But you don't think that, and you don't think that right when she gets pregnant. Oh, but they I are do. Showing, the moment are, she no. gets pregnant, I'm like, oh, <laughs> something bad. But they did that on. They kind of did it on purpose, where they subtly showed you her having reactions. See, but before that, I already knew did they not? this isn't going right, to end. You well. knew because you've seen 900 billion movies. Like it's boy, like when a pe- random old person coughs in the first act. You're like, they're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah but it's just like watching a slasher film and it's like you're gonna go oh that's the killer all right so no that, that's the killer that question no, for me that that question was was for me what was the question again what was the, or the point i don't know you were like for you because you've seen nine billion movies but i haven't what was i supposed to well he was saying that as soon as he sees a baby pregnancy he knows yeah. that that child is either gonna die grow up and kill everybody or be really cute it's and, gonna be a problem it's be a, pr- a prop it's gonna be a prop yeah but they they knew that from the beginning because the moment she was announced pregnant she started even like I think the first time he showed her with the belly she was grimacing in the kitchen a few times holding her belly so they were they were hinting towards her having a tough pregnancy the whole time and then obviously when she's in the pet shop and she's picking heavy things up you're going oh eventually she's gonna she's gonna either miscarry or something like they're doing that on purpose yeah but and i it but then they flip it on you because dan didn't know that was coming because he's seen nine thousand movies that's not what i said because i've only seen like 50 and I felt the same. About? I felt the same way. You're supposed to feel that way. Okay. I don't know. Isn't that kind of toxic though? Like, I don't know. But don't you're know. sitting there going, "This guy's really happy. He's getting married. Everybody's happy. Everything's great." Yeah. And you're like, "Something oh, bad's gotta, gonna, gonna happen." Yeah. Eventually. He's gonna get. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's life. You think that no matter what. You see a friend who just got a promotion and bought a car and bought a house, and you're like, "That." You know what it something's is? Something's gonna happen. To you them. know what it is? It's what Eagles fans feel like. Right. You know, <laughs> like as soon as they get into the playoffs, they're like, ah, oh, Carson Wentz is going to get injured. And there it is. Throwback to. <sighs> so I guess it is like the biggest Philadelphia movie. It's huge, man. This whole series screams Philadelphia. Mm. But then when she gets in a coma, then you're sitting there the whole time going, well, she's I'm going, where's die. the she's all the... wake up. Yeah. Like, you're not... Obviously, everything that happens is a plot You know device. what I was thinking? Don't people in a coma, like, need some kind of assistance? They don't just lay there like they're sleeping. Not always. Do know. they? Don't no, they have... you're not always a vegetable. I mean, don't they have to, like, have you on, like, some kind of monitors or something? Like, she didn't even have, like, an IV or anything. 
Yeah, I don't know. Budget. Yeah, they ran or, out of tube budget. <laughs> tube budget. They spent all the money on that ball he kept losing when he would bounce it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> or that tiger jacket. Probably that car. They probably spent most of their budget on that car. Yeah. No, I'm sure they did with that that car what they did with the guitar in the French movie, which I'm pretty sure was chalk it up to a production cost, and then somebody just keeps it at the end. Like, oh, hey, this movie, yeah. we, we can't spend any more money on the model because we've got to have the right guitar for that scene and then to come home with me. I want to know, I was not aware there was a car dealership on Broad Street. No idea. <laughs> like, you can see. Yeah, where they, pull, where they pull the car into the front. This, like the, yeah, he's the filling out the, the paperwork front. right there. You can see City Hall right down the street. It's like, no, that's all restaurants and stores. I didn't know there was a car dealership. No, there, see, but. the car, yeah, well, the car dealership, that's just the office. Oh, and they, when the, you buy the, a car, they drive it up from a parking from lot. From Sansom. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And they drive it from up. From Locust. They, they park it right in front of the store so that when you're done signing your papers real quick, just take off. you could just pop right in your new car. Gotcha. Yeah, the lot is that's down how, in the back That's street. how that works. Mm. Just kidding. That was I believe sarcasm. It. I've seen car lots on Sansom Street, so maybe that's what it is. Is it possible that... Stallone was a little self-indulgent with the Rocky character this time. It is know. possible, and it's even probable. Yeah, I don't know. There were parts in this where I was just like, eh. You know, Wait, oh, we're going to have more self-indulgent the... than the first movie? More than the first no. one. I think there's the some more. The whole time more... he talked yeah. about himself the entire movie. Yeah, but. No, but that know, didn't make you feel good about him. I don't know. This one, I just, uh, there, I, I had a little distance between me and this movie for about the middle hour. Where I was just like, I mean, we're doing this, but like, okay, we're doing more, you know, and I'm like, oh, great, we get the crying by the bed scene. I'm like, of course we do. Here we go. But, but wait a minute. I don't know, man. I can't watch movies with you guys. I really can't. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. How the fuck would you act if your wife was in a coma and you just had a baby? Like, what do you want them to do? First of all, I'd Play be with asking a Pauly's lot of nuts? questions. I mean, what do you, seriously. About why she doesn't have an IV. <laughs> like, isn't she going to get dehydrated eventually if she doesn't have well, an IV? Well, according to Megan Post, the the tubing would have messed up her makeup. Ah. Why is the you know funnier Warner not Meg, on our show? Meg, <laughs> yes, yeah, right? Uh, Meg watched about five minutes of this movie with me tonight. Mm-hmm. And the, she had two comments. I forget one of them. But one of them was that... Um, Sylvester Stallone's face is all lopsided. She didn't say lopsided. She said something sound much nicer than that. Uh, asymmetrical. Asymmetrical. Yeah, so his face is lopsided. My face looks like a dega. Because from birth, from like a forcep, like birth right. uh, accident, or I don't know, or yeah. if that's just normal. He's got like nerve damage in his like chin and cheek and shit. His brother looks just like him, so. Have you ever seen his mother? He looks just like his mother too. So maybe she had a forcep issue too. And I'm like, I'm just like, really? That's that's what you had to say about this movie? She's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Her other comment was it reminded her of Threat Level Midnight, which anybody watched The Office. Mm. Um, Michael Scott makes makes a movie where he's the main hero, mm-hmm. and it's called Threat Level Midnight, and he's Michael Scarn in the movie. That's amazing. And it has a lot of like, like the same kind of like goofy shit that's in this movie with the camera and stuff. Freeze frames and stuff. I'm kind of interested to see if butt work two could be (laughs) like the Rocky two with Travis's like autobiographical stuff. Cause that sounded way more compelling than the movie I just watched. Although I liked Rocky two. Your, your, your interpretation of what this movie could have been like what it was saying to you, your own story that you were no, telling. No, no, not what episode. it could have been. Travis, it was all there. Travis says this is what it is. It's there. It's just if you want to see it or not. Like I, I, I watched it that way for the first time. This is the first time I ever made that parallel to to being him in my life because I was never here at this point in my life. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But work so. two is going to be better than but work one. Yeah, I even wrote it it's down. It's gonna ha- all the characters are gonna have more substance because they're gonna be older. You know when it hit me? It hit me when that that scene where he she said she wanted to work again or mm-hmm. she would she would work. Yep. 
But I wrote down in quotes, I got to be around it. That's when he went to Mick asking for a job. Right. And Mick's like, you know, you can't you can't work here because these guys, they look up to you, whatever. And he's like, I just got to be around it. Like, that's, I remember, that's why I coach sports. That's why it, I'm like trying to do anything around acting because it, like you want to be, if it's you, if if it's what you're made of and you're not doing it, Mm-hmm. You find you try to find a way to be involved somehow, right? So, if your marriage is the thing that's keeping you from being you, you try not to be married. You either try not to be married, but Rocky's in the same position I was in, and still am in, where I met my wife in high school. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect to. So there's a lot of things that I did. You not... were you were working muscle for the local. Uh... No, there's just a lot of things I didn't do in my life because I had already started that part of my life before college. Loan Shark's right. got a feed, man. Loan Shark got a feed. So I didn't go to California to pursue special effects. I didn't go to Tom Savini's school. I didn't go to California to, to act. I didn't do any of that stuff because here's the person that I'm, I want to marry. This is the person I'm going to be with. So these things all have to go to this, you know, the back burner. With, with Rocky, he was older when he met that. And she's telling him, I don't want you to fight anymore. I don't want you to be Rocky anymore. And he's sitting there going, this is all I know. This is who I am. And you're telling me I can't be me. That's pretty heavy on a marriage, I think. Yeah. Um, and that uh, that was a new development. That was a new... Um, Especially since they're so perfect for each other. Yeah. And, it, that, and it's very... That's a... Like she Perfectly saved him, fine. and um, he saved her. A very lifelike. I had I had no problems with it. Right, that is way more well executed than the goofy stuff. That was uh, it was. It's it was even well even better than the pregnancy thing because you know from moment mm-hmm. one, okay, pregnancy baby prop make him motivate him. He fights, he wins. Like okay, cool. I see the whole thing fall into place from the beginning, but. With the interaction in their marriage, you really don't know how that's going to resolve. And how is she going right. to put up with Is she going to be there at the end? Because you know he's going to fight because it's a Rocky movie. Is she going to be right. there at the end? Or is she not going to be there at the end? It's a very real um, scenario. Very yeah, successful. Scenario. Very successful execution of that particular element. Yep. But that's, a, that's kind of an underlying plot through all of the movies is he's only half himself without her and she's always his driving force so it's like whatever it is that she's keeping him from or pushing him to do it's it's beneficial or detrimental to his character always yeah so it depends on how you know basically comes down to the decisions in your life that you make and then when troubles come in a marriage is when you start making decisions against the other person's best wishes or advice or some, you make decisions that are detrimental to that person. And that's what obviously eats away at your marriage. And you put them in a coma. And you put them in a coma. Because if it, I, you probably didn't catch this, but when he said, when the doctor came in and said, the baby's fine, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I caught but it. She's in a I co- exactly she, what you're going to say. She's in a coma because of you. Yeah. Because of over, uh, over ex- overwork and yeah. exertion and stress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep. she's in this coma because you're a fucking loser. That's basically what he heard. Yes, I heard it. <laughs> I heard it loud and clear. Yeah. So that's that's yep. that's rough. Especially for a child to hear because he's a child. So he takes everything to heart. Takes everything I, Actually, personal. I didn't feel like he reacted very much to it. <sighs> he kind of... He kind of did because he, he put his entire life on hold. It was right before it was. He stopped training. He stopped doing everything. He just sat at her bedside because he felt guilty. He felt that's what that crying scene that you guys think should go away. <laughs> that scene is his. It's his dramatic response just, to finding out that he's the reason she's laying there. I think you can have a scene that involves that, like those feelings. I think my concern with the scene was how it was how it was directed. It felt like the Oscar clip. From Wayne's World. You remember Oscar clip? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's kind of, I was just like, man, then we were, oh, okay. But, you know, 
it probably had to be there in some form, and that's the form he chose. Right. It probably looked better on paper, as I think most of this movie probably did in his mind. Like, they were probably great uh, brainstorming sessions and stuff, but once it comes to filming and you're directing and you're acting, yeah, something's going to... Something's going to suffer. It's pretty hard to see yourself, I imagine. Uh, see your performance unbiased as a director right, would right. when it is you doing the performance. Which is why Apollo Creed kicks so much butt, right? Because he's being directed like, by an engaged right. Stallone. Not many people can do it. I, I know you don't like him, but Mel Gibson is very good at that. He's very good at directing himself. <laughs> Like he movies that he directs himself in, he gives Oscar nominating performances. That might explain, you know, he just he gets so used to having like post production that, you know, maybe he he doesn't always edit (laughs) before he talks. Right. Ah, maybe, maybe he he just runs the camera and then he leans a little heavy on posts (laughs) when he has interactions with people. It's kind of like Dan in post. Yeah. Yeah. But with more sugar tips. He, f- <laughs> he fixes it in post. But yeah, he gets all the footage and then he puts the movie together later. That's, that's And in real life when he doesn't have that. Yeah, I'm mostly just talking about his his Yeah, yeah when someone else was recording, you can't do anything when it's yeah, exactly. a body cam. Yeah, exactly. When it's a cop right. cam. Hey, can we go back? I want to I want to take that again from the top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. It was like 30 years ago. We're still talking get it, about getting the car, bro. I'm pretty sure Mel Gibson's still making plenty of money. He ain't, also, he ain't as I'm canceled sure, as you think he is. I'm pretty sure it wasn't 30 years ago. Nah, it's probably it's at least 20. 15 ish. Doesn't it doesn't really matter, but it doesn't like matter. 30 is a long ass time ago, and I know it wasn't that long ago. I'm looking at my notes. I did write down Mick Chapel scene. I wrote down slow motion punches. How do you guys feel about all this? The slow motion fights in this one that weren't in the first one. My kids loved it. Slow so, motion fights? Yeah, like when they, the, the, during the match, they showed like slow motion. It almost was filmed in a way, I guess, more frames per second to make it look. Oh, so you could like see the spit flying sp- out yeah, of their mouth. Yeah, you could mouth see like and... the shake of the sweat and the, the hair. Yeah. So it made the punches look more real. I liked it. Again, same problem that I had with the first movie. Again, he's like not really boxing. Yeah, he's a he's horrible boxer. He's not protecting his head. He's not a boxer, that's he's why. He's not protecting his face. He doesn't learn how to box till a little later. I almost don't <sighs> want him to that learn how sense. to box, though, if that makes any sense right. from my... Th- he blocks the punches with his face. It annoys that's... me that he can't box. <laughs> it annoys yeah, me he's same. in this position and not able to box. But it annoys me more to think that later, in his mid to late 30s, he would learn how to box. That seems preposterous. There's a, there's a scene in a future movie where Apollo Creed says to Rocky, uh, you're, you fight great, but I'm a great fighter. And that sums it up. That seems a lot like his line in this movie that I liked better, which was, I won, but I didn't beat him. Like, that's a good line. Right. Yeah. Because the whole movie is about pride. Yeah. So the whole plot, as you guys would say during the Porky's episode, there's no plot to the last 10 minutes. The whole plot with this movie... The plot in this movie started at like 40 minutes. No. I, I know. I think it started in that was, hospital scene when he was like, you know, we'll do it right now. The, like The ooh. pride plot was from the very beginning. Yeah. Because when he's in the hospital and he goes to Apollo and he says, you know, when we fought, did you give me your all? And he said, yeah. And he said, thank you. Like, that's... That's a bun- That's two guys trying to find their proud moment. Yeah, you know, you even though Apollo put on a big scene in front of the cameras, he did put he did give him his best fight, and then later on his pride takes over and they're in the press conference and he's like, "I took him lightly, blah 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 blah." So he like threw in his face, "No, I didn't give you my best, but I will." So to me, the whole even with Mick, I wrote down Mick, Rocky, Apollo, all the theme is pride and purpose. Like they all have pride that's detrimental and beneficial to that character. All right. So did I hear this right? That in future Rocky movies, Apollo teaches 
Rocky had a box? No, he says that to him. Does he teach him how to box? I can't tell you that, because that'll either okay. be a lie or not. I wouldn't be learning how to box from some guy I beat the shit out of twice. <laughs> if he learns how to box from Apollo Creed, I'm out. Maybe he's a better coach than he is a boxer. He's a pretty good boxer. That's possible. And maybe you got but a I'm brawler also, like Rocky who can take, take that many shots see, and thing, teach him how to box. Maybe he'd be a really good boxer. What's mm. funny is what makes this movie and one and two good when it comes to, because people say, oh, they're so repetitive. Yeah. Oh, this one he wins. That's just kind of uh, on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I look at it as even though Rocky beat him up in the first movie and he beat him up in the second movie. And he won. Both times were not definite wins. Both times were uh, flukes. Even the even the win, they he just got up faster. So it wasn't a defeat against Apollo where he beat the shit out of him. Like he lost that fight. He lost probably twelve out of the fifteen rounds. Like he was done. There was no decision that was going to go his way. He had to win with a knockout because he was beat. Right. So. The good thing about these two movies is, yes, Rocky is the winner in both movies, even though, and yes, Apollo gets his ass beat. The person that, the the thing that beats Apollo is Apollo, both times. It's not Rocky per se. The first movie, Apollo beats Apollo because he didn't take him seriously. He was a showman. He was full of pride. Second one, he did take him seriously, but his pride... Want, made him want to knock him out, and all he had right. to do was just stay all he had away to do was stay. Yeah. So, again, pride is is the big plot of this movie, and and to me, that's what makes these two movies. I'll, I'm doing air quotes. Realistic, because yeah, you're not going to watch five Rocky movies, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, you won again. At least with these two, and I know in the future movies they they figure out a way to make it new, but yeah, it's repetitive. They. These two movies are more of a complete movie because it's more realistic. Even though Rocky is not a better fighter, he's... They always say it's not the, the dog in the fight, it's the fight in the dog. It's like an old football term, and you know coaches say that all the time. Right. You know, any given Sunday, all that, all that stuff, that's what Rocky is. Hungry dogs run yeah. faster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so Rock, Rocky is the any given Sunday guy. He's the Jason Kelsey. Of, uh, Apollo Creed is like Tom Brady, boxing. right? Apollo Creed is Tom Brady. Tom Brady no, he's goes not. 15. No, he's more like Megatron. Whatever. 15 and, 15 and 0, right? Mm-hmm. Goes into the playoffs, cocky as shit, had his bye week, whatever, gets beat in the first round by the sixth seed. Like, that, no, he gets beat in the Super Bowl by the New York Giants. Either or. It's, that's Apollo Creed. The New York Giants yeah, are rocky. That one year. Oof. When they almost year, beat him yeah. in the in the regular season, and you're like, ooh, yeah. if they have a rematch, mm-hmm. this would be a really well-scripted event where they could come back and win. <laughs> right. Never yeah. mind. It's almost, I mean, it's almost like someone could have been thinking that, you know, in the administration <laughs> of the NFL. I would never. So that's what I like about these two movies. Because, yes, it, it, it's unrealistic <laughs> that, it's unrealistic that a unpolished street brawler is going to beat the heavyweight champion. But even Mike Tyson got beat by Buster Douglas. Yeah. And Mike Tyson got beat by Buster Douglas because he did not take Buster Douglas seriously. Yes. Mike Tyson was destroying people. We're talking like paying $70 for a pay-per-view. That was over and, in five And the fight seconds. was over in like 30 seconds. So. It's bad. There were other Douglas fights on the card. You still fat. got your money's worth, but. Yeah. Oh, there was a bunch on the card. But Buster Douglas comes in. Out of shape, looking like, uh, you know, George the Animal Steel, and Mike Tyson goes seven rounds with him and loses. And it's like, where's 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 Mike Tyson? Because this is not Mike Tyson. Yeah. And that's what Mick was saying in the Rock. He's like, you're not in the first one. Yeah, he's saying you are you aren't even worthy to fight. This one, he's like, you won against the champion. You went the distance with the champion, and you're not taking it seriously, and you aren't giving me the respect to give me the time. You're unfocused. You're not here. So, yeah, it's the same 
thing, but it's a different situation. It's not a distortion. It's an overdrive. Right. 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 I don't know. Maybe okay. I watch this movie differently. <laughs> no, I think it, I. I don't think any of us disagree that it's a. Uh, I think we all enjoy. I. I would dare to say we all enjoyed the movie, but maybe not as much as you did. No, I hear you. I, this is complete nostalgic, Travis. Yeah, definitely. But I've seen probably thirty to forty reaction videos to this movie. Yeah. Of first time watchers, uh-huh. and I'd say. 95% of them liked the movie. Didn't like it. Did. Like Didn't. It. So. Well, they, mu- they must have been paid by Big Rocky no. to say that. <laughs> no, I think I think they're not watching it for the same reasons we're watching Follow it. Follow the money, Travis. You're, yeah. Who You're benefits? watching it. Who benefits from this reaction yep. video? <laughs> Who benefits? I don't know. I find with our reactions we're taking it to a different level than people that are just watching movies. Like we're watching it with critique eyes. Mm. We're not watching it with, Hey, let's just sit and watch a movie. We know we're going to talk for an hour about this movie and we better have some shit to say. So we're being more critical. We're talking about hats and tiger shirts instead of like, Character development Dude, and how you can't miss the tiger. The jacket. tiger jacket yeah, is you're not really serious. To. Like, it's like going into a house of somebody and they have paint by fucking numbers the size of their sliding glass door and they're like, "Hey, look at my painting!" And you're like, "Dude, you're gaudy as shit." Like that's Rocky. He's he's the Tiger King. He is gaudy no, as shit. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's plastic on your furniture and wrought iron railings in your living room. Gaudy. Which is half a Philly. Okay. <laughs> that is not what Tiger King is. Oh, he's not gaudy? He's not... He is. Bombastic? He's that not is flamboyant? Not, that is not Tiger King. A, a Philly Italian and Tiger King have almost nothing in common. Uh, I think they have the... Uh, maybe it's uh, the delivery is different, but the, <laughs> the outcome's One's the same. One's a distortion and the other one is a flanger. <laughs> <laughs> because oh, whether you man. have plastic on your furniture and a wrought iron ra- railing in your living room or you have uh, orange camouflage pants and a mullet, it's the same gaudiness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, guys, can we talk about the ending of this movie, uh, particularly the ending of the fight? About how, how badly it sucked? As soon as I see Rocky start mm. to lose his balance, I go, oh, God, they're going to do the wrestling ending. Which I'm sure wrestling yeah. may have borrowed it from. The, I, it was probably a thing before. But, you know, yeah. the old both guys are down and the referee's counting to ten. Yeah. Huh. I find it funny how we're fucking sitting here, the three of us. How? And the two of you, mostly Dan, because I don't fault you here. <laughs> you're whining about tropes that were not tropes when this movie came I out. I don't know, man. That really strikes me as, like, they were probably doing that in wrestling back in the 30s. like. That's a pretty, but maybe it came from this movie. I don't know. But for me as a viewer now seeing it for the but, first time, I was like, oh, this ending. Like ugh. We've seen 75 movies and I'd say 85% of them are about you showing a shit that has been done 90 times every year. But this movie was the first one to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what we do. We show yeah. shit that is tropey and now all of a sudden... Wow, it came from here, or it came from here, or, or some French guy. Tell me where is, this came is, from before this movie, because I'm pretty well, sure. I don't Dan, know. Well, Dan's going to find... Maybe Dan, Dan and Post will tell me where it came from. Dan's going to find some French movie <laughs> that has the same ending. Right. No. Um, it came from a, uh, a Bruno San Martino All right, match. so can I tell you what my problem is? How did Rocky go down? He threw the punch. He they both lost. hit each other at the same time. Did they really? The 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 punch before, they or the two punches before they are hitting each other at the same time. And the third time, I think when he hit Apollo, he he threw himself off balance and went down. So I think he was probably so Apollo got his face bashed in, and Rocky just lost his balance. No, the, there were three pretty big punches. Like, have you ever watched a fight where? A guy goes down for something stupid, and then you realize, like three punches ago, he got caught on the chin. Generally, your equilibrium's off. Generally, I feel like the fighter knows that he's not right, and if he keeps standing up, 
he's going to get even more hurt. Not and true. he goes, let me just go down real quick mm-hmm. and take a 10-second break. I've seen UFC fights where a guy went to go throw another punch and his legs weren't there. Like, you just don't know. Like, to sit there and, like, nitpick like that, like, you don't know how a body's going to react to punches. So even if he got punched or not on that last swing, it doesn't not right. make sense All that right. they both so went down. So in, in the moment, it looked like Rocky threw a punch, it landed, and then Rocky fell because he lost his balance and then couldn't get up from exhaustion. No. That's what, I, that's what it looked that's what like, it looked to, like me. to me, too. He was so, just out of gas. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I... think it's a mixture I, of the two. I don't know if I buy that. I think that's a mixture of the two. Okay. Well, all right. I'm just not going to pick any more movies. No, you can certainly <laughs> pick movies. Just pick good ones. Just uh, go visit that proctologist we were talking about I earlier. Think, and then... I think uh, a large percentage of people will disagree with you that this is not a good movie. I don't think that either of us said it was you can say a not good movie. I just think that there's confrontational, but... certain elements of it that were just like head head scratchers. Well, yeah. Yeah, but that I felt the same way about I mean, The it, Godfather. There's there's stuff in what? in beloved films where you're like, yeah, I'm not really. I mean, there's that, that. one there's bad a, punch in The Godfather, but other than that, that movie's almost perfect. Yeah, Godfather Part Two, though. The, eh. Yeah, Part Two was I very could, disappointing. I could nitpick Godfather. If I, I wanted to. and you know what? I think that this movie, um, I, I think that this movie suffers from the sequelitis. Right. That most sequels suffer from. You know what's interesting you know, though? Being... I was doing a quick dive while watching the movie to find other sequels in 1979 because this predates the Friday sequelitis we talked about. Right. And the Friday the 13th movies were the first in the horror genre that really like went all out and you get four, five, six, seven, eight movies. So I was like, how many movies really were sequelized directly? Like part two. There weren't that many movies. You know, it, it had happened before. There are examples, uh, Quarter Mass. There was a Quarter Mass 2 in the 50s. Like, it had happened that there were movies with a 2 and a 3. But in the mainstream, like, high budget, especially, like, the sports genre, this is one of the first, if not the first, tentpole uh, sequel. When did Jaws 2 come out? Because Jaws 1 came out in, what, 77? No, earlier than that, it was like 75. 75, you're right. So 78, so you get a Jaws 2. 77 Star Wars. So you get Jaws 2 and 78, so that's one. Okay. Uh, So it's it's still the beginning of sequelitis, right? Like this is the beginning of this trend that now has destroyed a lot of what we love in movies. Yeah. I think with this sequel, it doesn't do the tropey thing with this, like you're talking about sequelitis, because I think it... It, it doesn't has, repeat the first one. It has it, a lot of new elements. It does, and add, it has a lot it adds of to the story. It has a lot of new elements, but it also has a lot of repeated elements. I think it's a, it's yeah. like it's almost fifty fifty, new and repeated. It's tough though because Content. it's a rematch, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. part of the story. Is yeah. this a rematch? And when you look at boxing, there's a shit. Ton but that of doesn't mean I'm not counting that as part of the fifty percent that's repeated. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I look at it like. The, when I said to you last week, I think we should watch it because it does add to the character. It does add to the it story. It certainly did add to the character yeah. of Rocky and Apollo and, and Apollo and, and and I think and Mick. I think Mick. Yeah, the the part about where he walked away from him, but I think where we got the next level of Mick was the motivational Mick, the motivational Mick, the hospital chapel Mick, mm-hmm. which we didn't get before. Yep. Uh. The the um. Ripping on South Paul's, like when he's standing in front of the screen, and he's like, you know, you got to switch. Yep, that was all new. And then obviously the the standing by his side, he didn't have to be in the hospital, right? He was by his side the whole freaking time. So yeah. I think they they developed that character a little bit more from where the, the crotchy old man from the first movie. I think we got yeah. a little bit more Mick. We definitely got a lot more Creed. We got a little bit more Rocky. Same shit. And I think we got more Adrian than from the first. Can you imagine if Apollo developed. Creed was on Twitter? Because he was reading the hell <laughs> yeah. out of that fan mail. He would be oh, so God. hilarious on Twitter. He would be like, well, is it Jimmy Kimmel that does the uh, mean tweets? Yes. 
<laughs> when he has the celebrities read mean tweets about themselves. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, he would not do well in today's uh, fan mail uh, instant gratification of Dude, I'm surprised that criticism. so many people actually would like write letters. Dude, that's... I know like, it's hard for you to think about, but that's I feel, the way it was. I feel right? this way, and I'm going to put it on paper. I've written I'm two put letters it in, in my envelope, life. <laughs> and I'm going to send it to Apollo Creed, and he's going to read it. Yeah. That's amazing. Different time, man. Yeah. yeah. Fan mail was a big thing. Like, I know a lot of people used to send, because they were hoping to get an eight, signed 8x10 back. Right. So a lot of people got the P.O. box of the celebrity, which usually goes to the agent. And then they would do, somebody else would read them, and then they would get like a, not a facsimile, but they would probably just have a stack of signed 8x10, 8.5x11s, 8x10s. So you really didn't get to the celebrity. Unlike today, where you can go to a con and actually talk to the person, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You get f- feedback that way. Or you can follow them on Twitter. Twitter. See. You can mean tweet them. Directly, mean tweet I can do it right now. I'm gonna mean tweet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's mean Sylvester tweet Stallone. Someone. Be like, hey, nah. The character development awesome, in Rocky was to... Two was not as good as the character development in two thirds of Rocky One. Yeah, come it's a cleaner on, movie though. Come on, man. It was neat that I was able to send a uh, Merry Christmas to Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's mean t- let's podcast. mean tweet him. <laughs> He's fun to mean tweet. Hey kids. He mean tweets back. <laughs> uh I, I I took it as a personal thing when I saw him recently at an, an appearance and he brought a life size pop of himself. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. I was like, that's right at me. What a dick. <laughs> Tell you what, man. Must be Clerks kind of three is in the can and I can't wait. Yeah. They actually did it. They is made it, Clerks Three. I really for Years, I didn't think they were going to do it. I thought they were going to leave me hanging. I thought it already came out. What was the one that came out a year ago that they were traveling around with? Buttwork. It was not Buttwork. <laughs> they did <laughs> Yoga Hosers, and then they were going to do a Mallrats show, but I don't think that ever came together. Oh, they did the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Jay and Silent Bob, that's Which what was fun. Uh, dumb, as, yeah. dumb as hell, but a lot of fun. Aren't they all? <laughs> I think I Clerks mean, has like theory, actual artistic dumb. merit. I don't know that the Jay and Silent Bob movie was anything but farce for farce sake, but I I, I would right. argue that the Clerks movies have actual merit hidden beneath I all the poop it. jokes. Yeah. No, I hear you. He wasn't even supposed to be there that day. Man, mm. I like life. Well, are we done crapping on Rocky? I, I think don't think so. we crapped on Rocky as much as you feel nah. like we crapped on Rocky. You're going to listen back to this episode and be like, hmm, they actually kind of like that movie. Hmm. Well... <laughs> you're like, I think let's you're talk gonna, about the ending. What? How bad it was? No, I think that you're gonna. I think Travis, you're Surely gonna listen. You're, you're gonna listen back to this episode. You're gonna you, when you listen back, you're gonna right. think, you know what? That was a really well balanced and honest and well thought out, yeah, uh, opinions by, by both of those young gentlemen. I, I now feel the same way. No, it's not gonna happen. Nah, maybe. Then we're gonna get Sylvester Stallone to tell you why we're right. Right. Does he do cameos? <laughs> I imagine he's get, a little get busy. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone's gonna tell. He's got his Travis own problems. He tried to re-release Rocky Four, and people were like, "Uh, no." He recut Rocky Four. He recut Rocky Four. Yeah. yeah. Not 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 many people liked it because Rocky Four is so beloved to people. Why would you change it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We haven't seen it, so who knows? That's right. You guys have never seen it. It's it. It's his movie. He can do whatever he wants. This is true. He did write it. He did direct it. Speaking of movies we haven't seen, Travis, should we tell George what we're doing next week? I would love to. Rocky (laughs) 3. No, I think we're going to change up the uh, formula a little bit. All right. And we're going to travel down a road that we've all been down. Ooh. But we're going to travel in a nice luxury stretch limo and discuss things that the new and improved movie watching George will be able to input a lot more than he did before we started this show. This isn't your wedding night, George. This is like your 10th anniversary. 
right. You know how it We're goes now. Revisit the Nolan trilogy, starting with Batman Begins. Fuck. For real? Yes. The whole Mainly thing? because the three, two of us want to really talk about this movie. The and, whole thing? You fucking watched it already. The so whole thing, really man. Do it Not all in one episode, though. We're going to make it a three-parter. No. Right. Three, a three-parter, but the Nolan Batman trilogy. Yep, yep. Yes. All right. I can't, I can't wait to crap on the third one. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait to help, help you. Yeah, please. But then please also... Tell you why, I Dan. Love, weren't I you, do love weren't you in the I'm third in one? the third one. So He's as as yeah. the uncredited extra co-star of that movie, <laughs> I have a T-shirt from the third one. <laughs> I'll point myself out when we watch that one. I'll tell you where to look for me. You can pause it and see me in the crowd. Mm. And Jake, I find see it. my buddy Jake. Nice. I think it's fitting that we're watching that movie on the uh, exiting year of Ben Roethlisberger, since he was also in that movie. Yes, another uncredited co-star. So is Palomalo. And Palomalo. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with Batman Begins.